You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. At some point, we will all experience pain, loss, heartache, and suffering. A broken relationship, financial troubles, health problems, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, or the loss of a dream. It can be difficult to know where to turn or how to process the wide range of emotions we experience during these dark times. Often, our culture tells us to hide these emotions away and sweep them under the rug. But God is big enough to hear our pain and care about our suffering. The Bible is full of examples of people who lament, who cry out to God for comfort and peace. The best example is the Book of Lamentations. It is a book that demonstrates the power of turning to God, laying out our complaints, and trusting God to show up in a time of need. In dark clouds, God offers deep mercy. A few years ago, I got a chance to go to the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C., and if you ever get the opportunity to do so, I would encourage you. It was so eye-opening, probably one of the best museums I've ever been to. And there's a section in the museum, I think it's toward the end, there's a walkway that's filled with shoes on either side. There's small shoes, there's big shoes, there's women's shoes, there's men's shoes. And as I stopped and I read, it talked about how this was just a small portion of the people who died at Holocaust. And I began to imagine the little girl that wore those shoes. I began to imagine the little boy that wore those shoes. I began to imagine the men and women that wore those shoes. And again, these were big piles and it was just a small portion of the amount of people who died. And my heart was heavy and I walked out of there just in silence, in an emotional wreck. And I began to realize that this museum reminds us of tragic history, that it's a memorial that we wouldn't ever forget all of the events that took place at Holocaust. Today, we're starting a series on the Book of Lamentations called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. And Lamentations is a memorial. It's a memorial to the fall of Jerusalem. And Lamentations is a book that's filled with grief and sorrow, and there's tension, and there's ugliness in it. Now, I know some of you, you might be thinking, well, I would rather talk about something that's uplifting and joyful. But I think we all know that life's not always happy, that there's tough times, especially during this time of COVID. We've seen death, and we've seen illness, and we've seen sorrow, and we've had sorrow. We've felt heartbreak. And I think that sometimes in the church, 
uh, we don't always do a good job at giving people a voice to process this pain and this heartache. I think sometimes even in our own life, we don't like to deal with it. We try to pack it down and, and we try to focus on something else. Maybe it's our jobs, maybe it's our family, maybe it's a favorite hobby. And then when people in our lives have pain and sorrow, I'm not sure that we know how to deal with it either. Sometimes we try to say something that's wise that ends up being hurtful. Uh, Sometimes we say, well, you know what? God's going to use this for great things, and, and our heart's in the right place. But it ends up hurting the person more than anything else. I want to give you permission to lament. I want to give you permission to pour out your pain and your sorrow. I want to give you that voice. Well, when I say the word lament, I mean it, uh, it means a loud cry, a howl, a passionate expression of grief. It gives a voice to the strong emotion that comes with pain. It's how we process pain. It's talking to God about our pain. Biblical lament is the pathway between brokenness and trust. The Bible records lament in several different places. Two-thirds of the Psalms are lament. We see lament in the book of Job. We see it in Habakkuk. And when we, look in, when we look in Nehemiah, the first chapter, Nehemiah sees Jerusalem, and he's brokenhearted. We see him lamenting over this for several days. We see Jesus lamented with his final hours before he died on the cross. And we see it in the book of Lamentations. Let me give you a little bit of background on the book of Lamentations. After the reign of King David and King Solomon, the golden years of Israel, the nation was divided into two kingdoms. You had the northern kingdom called Israel and the southern kingdom called Judah. The the northern kingdom was led by one evil king after another. They, They sinned, they turned their back on God, and even though they were warned by the prophets, they continued to to do their own thing. And eventually, they were conquered by Assyria. This defeat, this captivity of the northern tribes should have been a warning for the southern tribes, the southern kingdom. Uh, But Judah eventually uh, followed the same path of spiritual rebellion. The, The land was filled with immorality and corruption. They, they turn their back on God, and eventually we will see the Babylonians invade Jerusalem. They break through the walls, women are violated, and people are killed, and the temple is burned, and, and it's left in ruins, and those who survived were exiled. It was a very ugly, ugly, sad time. And we know that part of the reason that they were in this situation is because they sinned. They did turn their back against God, and this was part of God's judgment. Many scholars believe that Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, wrote lamentations that he actually saw firsthand the destruction of Jerusalem. Lamentations is a collection of poems, and we'll see that each verse begins with a Hebrew letter. One way to kind of think about this is that Jeremiah was trying to paint the picture of suffering from A to Z. And so when you look at each chapter, you'll see 
uh, if you were to look in Hebrew, you'd see that first letter of the alphabet, and it would just keep on going. And, and again, Jeremiah is trying to give us a picture of what suffering looks like. Chapters 1, 2, 4, and 5 are 22 verses. Chapter 3 is the longest chapter. It has 66 verses, and it's the apex of the book. Now, as we dig into Lamentations, you might wonder, why are we calling this series Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy? I actually got the title from this book that we actually are using as a guide as we go through the series. I would encourage you to pick it up if you want to dig deeper into Lamentations. But the title of this book actually comes from a couple of verses in Lamentations. Lamentations 2.1 says, How the Lord in his anger has set the daughter of Zion under a cloud. Under a cloud. And we see throughout the book of Lamentations, it's a dark cloud. It's a dark cloud of sorrow and pain and frustration and, and just uh, ugliness. And then we look in Lamentations 3.22. The steadfast, of, steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never come to an end, never comes to an end. And so while there's dark clouds, while there's sorrow, while there's pain... There's also God's mercy in the midst of what we're going through. And Jeremiah begins the lament uh, with this Hebrew word called eka. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, and I can barely pronounce English words. So don't quote me on, my, uh, on pronouncing eka. But the Hebrew word means how. And actually, if you looked in Hebrew uh, at the title of this book. It wouldn't be Lamentations, it would actually be the word how. And so Lamentations, it's how. Uh, later on, translators said, hey, Lamentations actually gives a better picture of what's going on. Uh, I think people, uh, when they see the word how, it's pretty puzzling. But when you actually look at the book title, it's how in, in Hebrew. And we'll see the uh, chapters, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, and chapter 2, verse 1, both begin with that word. Let me read those verses. Lamentations 1, 1 says, How lonely sits the city that was full of people. Jerusalem used to have lots of people. How like a widow has she become. She was great among the nations. She was a princess among the provinces and has become a slave. And she was great at one point in time. Everything was going so well. But now she's become a slave. She's a, she's a widow. She's empty. If you continue to read through Lamentations, uh, you, you will see that, that her virgins were lam uh, violated, uh, that the, her people were scattered, that the gates were desolate, and that it was a broken and lonely place. Lamentations 2.1 says, How the Lord in his anger has set the daughter of Zion under a cloud. He has cast down from heaven to earth the splendor of Israel. He has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. God, where are you at in all of this? You'll see Jeremiah asking, How did this happen? How did God allow this to happen? How can God's people survive? And what's our future? Jeremiah pours out his heart 
He, he, there's a lot of things he doesn't understand. There's a lot of things that he's struggling with. And the truth is, pain and grief is raw. And he voices through this, he voices that pain. You'll read through, if you continue to read through Lamentations, you'll see it's pretty depressing at times. Yet I think there's a lesson for us today. We have a God that's big enough, that's big enough to take our house. He can handle our frustration. He can handle our anger. He can handle our sadness. He can handle any question that you have. He can handle our echoes. And this month, we're going to encourage you to journal. Every month, we're going to, each month, we're going to encourage you to try a different spiritual practice. We, we've talked about fasting in the month of January, and we talked about being in God's presence in the month of February. And in March, we're encouraging you to journal. Now, I know some of you, you might not like journaling. Maybe that's not your thing, but I'm asking you to try it this week, maybe even this whole month. Just get a notebook and just begin to pour out your heart to God. Tell him whatever's on your heart. You can make it a prayer. You can just tell him what's going on in your life. Tell him about the happiness. Tell him about the sorrow that you might have. But I also want to encourage you to list some of your echoes. It, it might look like this. These are some of the things that I've heard over the last few months. How could you let my loved one die? God, how could you let my loved one die? How could you let my son or my daughter or my mom or my dad, I needed them. God, how could you let them die? How could you allow me and my family to get sick? How could you allow that, God? Don't you love us? How could you allow my kids to suffer? It's one thing to let me suffer, but why my kids? They didn't do anything, God. How could you allow me to lose my job? I've been faithfully serving at the church, and I've been doing all of these things, and God, I'm hurting financially, and on top of this, my hours were cut, or I've lost my job. Why? How could you allow COVID to happen? God, don't you see all of these hurting people? Don't you see these people in the hospital? Don't you see these people dying? Why aren't you acting? God, why are people having to die alone? God, I don't understand you. How am I supposed to keep on going? I feel so lonely and isolated like no one cares. How are you going to show up, God? Because I don't see you right now. Are you working? I want to give you permission. I want to give you a voice to pour out your heart to God. I want you to use this as a time to, to express whatever's going on in your life. See, lament is a vehicle. It's a vehicle for us to pour out our hearts. I, I didn't mention this earlier, but lament is a prayer of pain that leads to trust. It's a prayer of pain that leads to trust. And many times in the church world, we encourage you to trust without letting you process the pain. But we want to encourage you to process the pain. And we realize it takes time. It takes time to go through the messiness of life. 
It, it takes maybe several questions of asking and voicing those to God. Each week, we like to give you some next steps. And I've already mentioned one of them to you. I want you to journal your echoes this week. I want you to start journaling, maybe a prayer or whatever's going on in your life. But secondly, I want you to tell your story of lament to someone you trust this week. If you have a story of lament, a tough time that you went through, through I want you to, to tell someone. You have permission to give me a call or a text or an email, and I would love to hear your story of lament. And thirdly, who is someone that's lamenting right now that could use some help? Who's someone right now that's lamenting that could use some help? Would you be a listening ear? Could you encourage them in some capacity? One of the most powerful things that we can do is to be present and just listen. Who's someone that you could do that for?